All right, welcome to the Sports East Los Angeles Chargers podcast after a crazy Seahawks win. Before we get into that, Shane, so we live here around the Seattle area. There's fireworks going outside my building. That's the same for yours, isn't it? Yeah, well, not like right in my neighborhood, but um, but yeah, you can hear them. And it's funny because every time this happens, you know, you have the you have the ring, and Brandon is joining us now. Uh, we have. So yeah. we, have fire, we have fireworks going outside, and we're talking about the fact that there's fireworks. So the ring yeah. app, and like people, the ring and thing. And people on the, yeah, people on there are saying, oh, are there gunshots going off? It's like, no, you morons. That's, that's the same with the Seahawks sounds, one, you idiots. Yeah, like, hello. Plus, they don't sound anything like guns, but... <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, Shane, what's yeah, your reaction so. to your church buddy getting the Seahawks a crazy win? Yeah, putting his nuts in, in, in James Bradbury. Is that a? Is that what we're calling him now? Um. Well, you know, I can't. I mean, first of all, I was not expecting them to win before the game started. Was um, the only one that did. But, well, what was I? Yeah, I guess. Um, well, no, most people were thinking Philly around the country. Anyways, um, but uh, yeah, no. So I was, I wasn't expecting that in the first place. But then, um, more importantly, as the game was going on, I was like. Oh yeah, Philly. Even if they don't have a huge lead, they definitely felt like they were in control. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah no, they they probably got it. Um, and then that you know minute and eight seconds left, ninety two yards ahead of him, I was like, oh yeah, this <laughs> probably isn't gonna you know amount to a touchdown, but somehow it did. Um, you know, so I'm. I'm I'm happy I'm happy for him. Uh, you know I I I, j- I joked with you guys. I'm gonna give him a big old smooch next time I see him. Uh, At least give him a big I won't hug. Actually, he but... deserves it. Uh, <laughs> I, Excuse me. Yeah, no. I, he'll he'll probably be the you. most famous um, person in your entire church the next time he comes there. Everyone's gonna know his name now. It's funny, yeah, because people. Like even yesterday, no one really like seems to know who he is. Um, now everyone knows him now. Well, I mean, you'd think they would after uh, last week when for San Francisco, but um, but I mean, I don't really think he minds it being that way. Um, which I don't blame him. But yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know him. Like super well, but, um, but you know, it's when you know, when you know people, even if it's just a little bit, you, you always want them to succeed. So that was cool to see. Yeah, Lisa Salters and him. That was one of the best post game interviews over the last, I think, few years on Monday Night Football. Just seeing his yeah. emotion and just everything he's been through. Of course, being a backup in Denver, struggling there, coming here to Seattle, doing his thing here. Uh, but Brandon, he seems like a totally different person here. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. But Brandon, uh, yes, next week for Christmas, you're going to have to say 10 things about how the Cowboys are a better franchise than the Eagles. And unfortunately, it seems like it might be easy for you after tonight. What went wrong for oh, the Eagles tonight, in your opinion? It's 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 so easy. The Cowboys are literally our daddies. Um, <laughs> Save it for next uh, week. I'm going to give you some time to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to finally switch over to my – my laptop finally booted up, so let me just switch over to my – Laptop. Give me right. a second. But Shane, okay. what do you think the Eagles did did wrong tonight down the stretch and, and throughout the game? Obviously, Jalen Hurts having his illness that certainly affected him. Didn't seem to affect Brian Johnson's terrible play calling, but what were your thought processes on uh, what they did tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the play calling still definitely seems to be the biggest issue. Um because, you know, when they were calling, you know, logical plays, uh, they were getting good chunks of yards. And um, it, it's just, it's interesting how, you know, there, were, there just were so many uh, screens and, you know, bubble passes and all just, and, you know, the, third and nine QB draws, like just the same crap that's been going on all year. Um, you know, it didn't work then. So why, why would it work now? Um, and, you know, I, I think part of the problem tonight was just that a lot of those, a lot of those passes, even though it's like boring play calls or whatever, normally they are all pretty buttoned up and they do those plays somewhat seamlessly uh it seemed like they were a little out of sync tonight uh which you know considering jalen's status probably hasn't practiced much within the last few days that makes sense um but still i mean it's there were plenty of times where you know a receiver is supposed to drop back to get his little pass and he just like would run right into a DB or, you know, just stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it, it's, you know, defensively, I was very impressed with them. Um, I think <laughs> promoting Matt Patricia to DC was definitely the correct move. He's not the um, DC, he's just the play caller, which is dumb. You should actually just be the full DC, but whatever. Well, yeah, so he's the DC um, <laughs> in 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 essence, um, but yeah, no, it, and he is a very well, he's a very experienced coordinator and a very good one, and you can tell. I mean, you know, the defense tonight just looked way different, and in a good way. I mean, the secondary uh, could actually cover, which you know, was for the most part, which, which was good because they haven't really been able to do that much throughout the season. Um, you know, and I don't know if that's just a matter of, um, the personnel, the players finally getting it together or a good game plan. Um, but you know, I'm willing to bet that it was just a better game plan for them. So, well, yeah, uh, you know, if I'm 
if I'm a Philly fan, and I know this is easy for me to say, I'm not totally discouraged by tonight's game. Um, I think, you know, when when you look at defensively, uh, I think they made big strides today and are going to, uh, going forward. And, you know, offensively, it just wasn't, well, I mean, yes, the play calling was garbage as usual, but um, it just wasn't quite their night, you know. I think with the illness and kind of the the question around who was going to start and um, all that is, you know, it just makes things more complicated. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing. And you know, the Seahawks, I'm. It doesn't really change how I feel about them. Uh, <laughs> they're. Yeah, I, uh, I still think I still think Pete Carroll needs to be fired at the end of the season. Or at least they need to use yes. part ways. I Drew Lock, I don't think can really throw a football that well, regardless of what he did late in that game. You need a rookie quarterback in a brand new system, and defensively, the play calling is still yeah. terrible. Um, that's just kind of how I feel about Seattle at this point. I'm with you, Shane. It's just a mess, regardless of the result tonight. I think Cliff Hurd is a decent DC, but. Um, but yeah, Shane Waldron, I'm not a huge fan of, I think, I think Shane Waldron is a good play designer, but not necessarily a good play caller. Um, and that's a very important, which is kind of a problem. Right. Because, you know, on the one hand you're like, oh yeah, okay, well this is, this is a kind of a cool playbook that you have here, but then, you know. If you know, if you don't call the right things, and it's like, well, all right, and then, <laughs> then what's the point? Um, so, anyways, uh, Brandon, uh, yeah, your yeah, no, I'm on uh, the Eagles today. Go ahead. I mean, I said it. You know, after the Niners game, I, I, you know, my confidence takes a hit because you know you got blown out at home. And then against Dallas, I, I didn't think it could get any lower after getting spanked by Dallas. But with this game, I mean, I can say I saw it coming, didn't I? I Didn't I say all week I have no confidence in this football team? And now it's below zero. I mean, like, what do you want me to say? Jalen Hurts sucks. I mean, the play calling sucks, but he sucks just as bad right now. He is terrible. He can't read a defense. He doesn't see the field well. Uh, the, the wrong personnel is there on, on, on certain drives, and that's a part of the coaching. This entire team, it's funny, this is the first week outside of maybe the Miami game where the defense actually showed up, but it's not hard to show up against Drew Locke. Oh, wait a minute, James Bradbury didn't. Um, I still want James Bradbury to – I don't care how big his cap hit is. I do not care. I want him cut by the end of the season. That is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen in NFL history outside of Deshaun Watson. Uh, you paid him to be all-pro James Bradbury, and he is only – he's an all-pro Walmart worker right now. Um, I i mean, there's so many things I could say that the, what's wrong about this team, but I just don't even – like, I, I just rattled off – I just gave you, like, three different things, and it still goes deeper than that. The leadership on this team sucks. The coaching sucks. The players suck. The morale sucks. 
that their attitudes suck. The entire their, their body language sucks. Everything about this team sucks. And it's funny at ten. If, if this was any other season, any other season, and this team was ten and four, you'd be like, okay, you know that's that that's good. Like if you go back maybe ten years ago, ten and four at this point in the season, you'd be you'd be freaking happy. But ten and four after starting ten and one, and mind you, you lost a horrible game to the Jets for the same exact reasons. Yeah, even at ten and one, I was like, okay, like I was trying to tell people all season, this team is barely scraping by winning games. Of course, I was happy when they're winning because you're happy when your team wins. But this is not a Super Bowl team, and honestly, if Brian Johnson is still here next year, and I hope to God he is not. Then, then Jalen Hurts' career is going to end by next season. There, there's it, 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 it just it can't continue. I don't care that he's hurt. I don't care that he's sick. This is the Seattle Seahawks defense. There was, and every week it's been a same a same issue. He he'll he'll look at his first read, and then just he just pulls his eye. Like, how do you regress this bad as a quarterback? I mean, part of it is coaching, right? But you can't regret to the point that you look like you're a high school quarterback, bro. Your your first read isn't there. So either you're chucking it into double coverage, just just hoping somebody comes down with it, or you're just you're you're just dropping your eyes and starting to run. Or or you just you like also I used to think he had a great deep ball. I mean, the past two seasons, his deep ball looked pretty good. His deep ball this entire season has been atrocious. It's been floating. It's been Wildly inaccurate. Like, I, listen, I'm tired of defending him because I yeah, had point, two tonight and they were both picks. Yeah. Well, one of them should have been a PI. One of them was PI. True. Well, yeah. Was, yeah. Like, and then and the thing is, that if they call that, the game was over. If they would have just called it, that game would have been over. Because then that's that's push, push, first, first and goal at the one, and then that makes it 24, what, 24 13 with like four minutes to go? Game's over. So, I also want to amend that by saying you could say that about every game this season. Not for the Eagles, but every game in the entire NFL. As oh, talked, yeah. As we talked yeah, about true. last week, the officiating is awful. And tonight was probably the worst example or the best example of how bad the officiating is in this league. These are experienced officials. This, by the way, I just want people to understand this is right now the officiating crew that we saw tonight is the NFL's quote unquote number one, yes, number one officiating crew right now. Because they do it by the level of, you know, game. And this one was flexed in. So this was the best officials the NFL could offer us, the best crew they have, quote unquote. And they officiated it like that. Brandon, continue. It's and that that's a crazy thing too. When I when I uh, when I when I look at this officiating tonight, like there was a lot of simple plays too. There there was a lot a lot of simple plays that um just like when you when you when you had the well, especially the the one that stood out earlier in the game on the on the punt where you know you have the one ref saying the punt was down at the two right. You clearly see the damn, the, the, the damn, you know, gunner, whatever he is on that field. You can clearly see him bat the ball forward 15 yards. And and by the way, here's another thing that makes that worse. Here's the thing that makes that worse. The thing that makes that worse is they had to spend 10 minutes from the first half to the second, or no, from the first quarter to the second quarter, 
figuring it out. Figuring figuring out the fact that what he did was fucking illegal. And like, he didn't call that, it. It's just so stupid, bro. It's so bad. Like I I just don't get how, you know, these these are professional officials. On like if we can watch the game in real time with our naked eye and sit there and, you know, pound pound a bag of Doritos and some M&Ms and a soda and see that that damn play is illegal. What takes 10 minutes to make the call? What takes so long? This isn't hard. I Stevie Wonder could find could find it for a reason to call that faster. Stevie Wonder wouldn't miss it. <laughs> this is ridiculous at this point that these refs are this terrible. This is this is ridiculous. Football is listen. The entire NFL product this year has been garbage. It's been garbage. We've Absolute said it every garbage. week. We've said it every week. But the culprit yeah. for the but the culprit from the garbageness, a huge culprit, is the officiating crew. And again, what makes me angry more than anything is that this is the number one crew the NFL had to offer. This game was flexed in. This is very clearly the number one crew. This crew does Sunday night and Monday night almost every week. I think basically every week. What the hell? What are we doing here? Shane, your thoughts on the officiating crew and what Brandon said about Philly. I mean, I think uh, ultimately, you know, the as crazy as it sounds, I think the the college officiating is like ten times better than pro. Um, At least right now, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this year. So, I mean, you know, maybe they should just switch. I don't know. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know. We we I mean, we've been talking about how how trash the NFL has been this year, and I think the refs, as as big of a part of it as they are, they're only like a quarter of the problem. That's that's kind of the magnitude of what's going on here. I think, um, so you know that's not a good sign. But yeah, it's. Um, it's just it's it's frustrating, uh, especially you know in the game like tonight with there were tons of calls and no calls for both teams and yeah I know people are always saying well you know if uh, a call is missed against my team then it's fine <laughs> whatever it's like I don't I don't feel that way though e- even if like if someone on my team. Did something that's worthy of a penalty, it should be called. I just want a fair, clean game. It's about the product. You know, none we of want that. a good product. It's simple. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean tonight there's just there were like you were saying, that uh pass interference that was missed on Jordan Love that or yeah, or Ju- Julian Love, sorry. Not yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love. Um Yeah, that missed PI on Julian Love. Um that was a big one and ended up being, like you said, probably, you know, possibly changes the outcome of that game. Um, very possibly. And, you know, just, uh, yeah, and yeah, the same with like the punt, not being able to figure out what was going on there. Like, hello. It's um, clearly illegal. Hello. Another, 
Yeah, no, and you know another one was like there was that one time when uh, Jordan Mailata had false start like a second at least before the ball was snapped. Uh, was it called? But then you know the very next play or two they get Kelsey on the on the false start for, you know, adjusting the ball. It's like, well, that's what a center does on every play. <laughs> why are you calling, why are you calling that? I, you know what I mean? It's just stuff like that. It's like, what, like what, what what's going on here? This <laughs> like, can, can we be consistent please? Like, I don't know. And it's anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think this game is kind of a microcosm of how weird the season has been. Definitely one of the games that has an example of it. And also, I am not yeah. putting this in my top games of the year. This game was not good until no. the fourth quarter. It, it's not going in my top games for the year at all. It was very, it was very sloppy, this game. Yeah. So This whole year's been sloppy. Yeah. How many, okay, quick question. Off the top of your guys' head, how many games are you putting uh-huh. in your, how many games do you have they're like guaranteed in your top 25 games of the year. How many games are you like putting on there as of right now? Like how many games are you like, yeah, that's one of the best games of the season. Maybe like two or three. Um, yeah, I was going to say two or three. I don't even know if I have that many. Um, because the, the one that stands out to me right away is Eagles Bills. Eagles Bills is one of them. Yeah, that's that's the only one that really comes to mind for me at the moment. Yeah, there's. I'm trying to think. What else? I'm just I I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I I think I have three at the moment, but I don't remember the other two off the top of my head. But one of them I think was like a Cowboys game early on in the year. I don't remember. But like, like genuinely, are we gonna put Bethard and Browning as one of the top games of the year? Probably, because that game was pretty good. So Dallas Seattle was a pretty good game. Yeah. I didn't like the outcome, but the game was good. <laughs> they're, they're, all, all I'm saying is is, you know, NFL Network does here's their top twenty five best games of the year, and, and I always like to think about, hey, what's gonna be on that list? We're in week fifteen. I only have like three or four that probably are deserving to be on that list. Like, I, I don't have any. I know. Um, so yeah, I, there's not, there hasn't been many like quintessential NFL games this year, at least for the regular season. Um, so there's that. Depressing. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't think of much else. I mean, it's like a lot of people will put like some, some, you know, high scoring game on there, but it's like. You can't just put every high-scoring game there as in, as like games of the year. Like, yeah, look at the quality of play. Like the only the the only game mm-hmm. that had in my mind that had real good quality. Only really really the only two games to me that had really good quality of play. I mean, but the thing is that's that Seattle Dallas game and like that 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 fourth quarter for Seattle was at least the last what six minutes was horrible. So it's like that's it's. I mean, I could probably put it down in there, but that's tough. But. I mean, uh, like most years, I it, I wouldn't think of that, but you know, this year I'm like, well, I don't know, what else is it going to be? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> yeah, because like, that's, like, that's kind of where I'm at. 
because like the the only game that just had the most wild finish this year was Eagles Bills, with you know with Jake drilling the sixty yarder through the rain and wind, and then you know going into overtime, you know you had Josh Allen moving the ball down the field, and then a miscommunication ends up with no TD and then a field goal, and then you know Jalen Hurts takes the team all the way down and gets the rushing touchdown from like ten yards out to win the game. So it's like that's that's wild, but you know, other than that, I don't know what else goes in the top games of the year. I, 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 I'm trying so hard right now to just to, to recover my sanity. You guys have no idea. Um, <laughs> that's fair. I can hear it. Like I, I, I'm so mentally checked out of this season now because of that game. You're like, playing the then, Giants next week on Christmas yeah, Day. You're gonna be fine. No, we're not because we just because Bradbury got carved by Drew Locke. Like you think Dane DeVito, bro? Do you think do you think Dane DeVito is gonna do that much better next week? I mean, if the Eagles offense can't, I mean, if the Eagles offense can't score more than thirty, listen, the past three weeks the Eagles, the Eagles offense has scored what? They scored, uh, what? How many against uh, the Niners? It was like what less than seventeen. I can't remember the score because I checked out of that game too. (laughs) Um. We scored well, like 16, 17 in that game. Then against Dallas, we didn't even score a single offensive touchdown. And then this week, we only scored we only scored two. And they were and one of them was a touch push and then one of them was a Jalen Hurts three yard rushing T D. That's that's another problem I have with this offense. Jalen Hurts hasn't had a passing T D in what? A month? Like Oh wow, yeah. That, that can't happen, man. That cannot happen. Like, especially for how much he's that's you know what's crazy too? He's being asked to play hero ball, right? He's being asked to to throw the ball thirty plus times a game. How do you not have a passing touchdown in a month? That's that is just terrible. Like listen, I I I still don't want to blame him, but at, at some point it's gotta be him too. And this game just confirmed it. Like, I I don't care, man. You should not be like they showed on that last interception that to end the game, where we could have gotten to field goal range. Kenneth Gainwell is wide open, five yards in front of him, and there was nobody twenty yards down the field. If he checks it off to Kenneth Gainwell, we're kicking a field goal and going to overtime at least. And he decides to roll out, look down the field, and just bomb it to AJ Brown, who was never even open to begin with. And it's like his decision, his decision making reminds me of Carson Wentz's last year in Philadelphia. It's piss poor. The play calling is piss poor. Everything about it is piss poor. And it's like it's crazy because that last year in Philadelphia, that team was was done. You know, by week six, this team, even though they're going to be in the, they're going to be in the playoffs because they clinched the spot, I don't care who they play round one. I have no faith in them beating anybody. Not the Rams. Not the Bucks. Not the not somehow the, the Packers Bucks. making it. No, no shot. No, because Mike Evans is going to murder that defense. Yeah. Mike Evans is going to absolutely murder that damn defense. Because here's the thing. If they if they play a team that has no wide receivers, so like like next week we, we play the Giants, you should win that game. All they have is Saquon Barkley. But it's like, but I thought we were going to win They'll the game this week. But then, yeah, but then, but then I remembered, oh, wait a minute. DK always kills the Eagles. Lockett, JSN. What happened tonight? Outside of Lockett, 
DK had that clutch drive right there at the end, and JSN sealed it. So, I, you know, if the Eagles are playing a team that doesn't have, you know, at least a, a great wide receiver one, then, then uh, you know, I would say we're okay in the playoffs. But, I mean, like, the Rams, Cooper Cup's going to wreck us. Uh, Puka's going to wreck us. They, they did basically in the first time we met them. And then the one thing that saved us was the fact that, you know, just Coop, you know, was that was the first game back and then Puka had a couple plays that he, you know, he didn't really convert on. But it's 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 such a bad football team. Like ten and f- I can't believe at ten and four the season is over. Because I don't even want to watch them in the playoffs. I don't. I genuinely don't. Anybody like listen, I can see when the writing's on the wall for a football team. And I, I always hate being, you know, Mr. Pessimistic. But, my God, I know my team better than I think anybody ever do, ever has. And when I, I said this, even when they were 10-1, and one, I said this offense is not sustainable for a Super Bowl run. I said it would not surprise me if they get knocked out first round if they, if they don't get the one seed. And right now, you just lost the one seed. So I bet you can be two. So here's the thing. Now, if you if you piss the two seed away, which I guarantee they still might, because Dallas has to lose the game and then we have to win out for us to win the division. But now you still have to worry about Detroit. Um, you beat Detroit right now, even in Philly. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't see it. Who's who's gonna cover? Who's gonna cover Jamison Williams, Amon Ra, them, and then who's gonna stop David Montgomery because we have a piss poor run defense. And then if Drew Locke can beat this team and, you know, and basically, and if Zach Wilson can beat this team, I mean, he he didn't do anything against us to beat us. We beat ourselves in that game. But, like, I don't see how, you know, how Jared Goff wouldn't beat us right now. James Bradbury is terrible. James Bradbury looks like he didn't just lose a step. He lost five. Darius Slay, all he cares about is himself. That guy couldn't be more selfish if he tried. And then after the game tonight, and this is actually funny, he tweeted after the game tonight, at least right as the game was ending, saying, huh, I guess you guys missed me, huh? Get out of here, Darius. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're pissing me off now. Get out of Philly. I'm so done. I'm done with his bullshit every week at this point. Because the, the guy the guy couldn't be more selfish if he tried. James Bradbury. And it's, it's funny, you both paid them. I think they're still here next year, aren't they? Yeah, and they're getting oh paid like my god, bro! Oh my god! Like, I think I think uh, Brandon. I think if you're the Eagles GM, you would take the you would take a hundred mil uh, cap casualty hit to get these guys out of here. Oh, I I couldn't agree more because Darius Slay playing didn't play tonight. The defense actually looked better outside of the outside of James Bradbury getting cooked on that final drive. That defense was great tonight. They they were tipping pass. I mean, it's true lock, but they were tipping passes. They were stepping in front of passes. I mean, it's crazy. That game should have been like you know. Every time everyone talks about the last you know that 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 bomb that Drew Lock throws to JSN, but like you had three times to pick the ball off on that drive. The first pass he threw, where if Bayard just doesn't come to make that, Bayard just stays where he was. I mean, I know what Deidre said the number, but Bayard just stays where he was. Game's over. He picks it off to take a knee. Um. But so you missed that one, 
And then James Bradbury with that ridiculous catch from DK where he strapped it on his leg. Like, the ball came right to James Bradbury. What are you doing, bro? Pick it off. Like, what are, what are we doing here? Right then and there, I knew I knew James Bradbury was going to cost us the game. Right then and there. Because the guy hasn't had one pick all season. And the one that he did have was basically thrown right to him by Josh Allen. So, you know, it's it's like, you know, if 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 last year's James Bradbury, well, before Super Bowl, so pre-Super pre Bowl, James Bradbury last year, one of the best corners in football. What the hell happened? Like, every week this guy sucks. Every single week. I don't care if it's the scheme or not. You don't you don't look this bad after having an all pro season last year. There's no way you look this bad. No matter what the scheme is. So like there's so many things that frustrate me about this team. I, I just I cannot get out of my head that this team is one and done in the playoffs. And I don't th- I don't just think they're one and done. I think they get blown out. Oh, I think that's too far. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> From what I see, I think they get blown out. Uh, Shane, your thoughts on on what Brandon said about his Eagles at this moment? Wait, is Shane, uh, Shane, can you hear me? Okay. I know he's still here. I might, but oh, there, there we go. go. There we go. Whoopsie daisies. Your mic um, Give me your thoughts on. I yeah, I know. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, um. What was I saying? Oh yeah, no, it's um, I I need to see, I I need to see how how Philly finishes the rest of the year and who they end up playing in the playoffs, um, and where most importantly, because you know at the moment. Things aren't looking great for them, but up until this point, I mean, you know, we, well, not all of us, but at least like Brandon and I had them as our number one team in the league, and I think you did as well, Robert. Yeah. Maybe. Um, sure. at, the, at preseason, I did very easily, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they're capable, it's just, you know, whatever... Whatever's going on right now, this slump that they're in, um, you know, need to need to snap out of it. And uh, I think, like I said, having Matt Patricia now calling plays was is a step in the right direction uh, for I have, that. I have a question for you, Shane, because I was saying to Brandon about this earlier. Do you I have think, an answer. Do you think Matt Patricia would do a better job calling this offense than Brian Johnson? Oh. <laughs> Brandon, I mean, Brandon, Brandon well, did you say yes to that? Do you still agree I, with that? I still agree with it because Brian Johnson couldn't even coach a high school team right now. So there's that. I don't like I know Matt Patricia was bad, but you would you would literally have to be the, the dumbest rock on planet Earth to be worse than Brian Johnson. There's no physical way you can be worse. There's no way. Shane, your thoughts? I mean, yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia was a bad offensive play caller, but he also had no receivers. Um, 
nowhere near the running back talent Philly has or quarterback talent for that matter. And, uh, you know, it's just worse in every way, worse playbook, everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it'd probably be a little better. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I hope that this three week rut that they've had of offensive failure, um, I hope it shows them that, uh, oh, okay, maybe this uh, Brian Johnson guy isn't correct for us at the moment, um, or ever, for that matter. But we will see. I don't know. The only one good thing the Eagles did on offense today was actually run the ball, and the reason they did it was because Jalen Hurts was sick. That's the, they, only, re- that's they, the yeah, only reason. And then they stopped doing it late for no reason. Like... You can't just stop when it works, bro. Like, I don't get this team anymore. Like, it still wasn't enough. They ran the ball better. It still wasn't enough. No, they, they should have ran the ball more like Buffalo did with James Cook. Um, okay, since we are not recording until Christmas Day, we are going to do our games of the week for next week and our pot cookies game of the week. I'm changing up the rules a little bit for games of the week. You're only allowed to pick two games just like last week. You can't pick Thursday. You can't pick the Saturday games. Not that you would pick it. You can't pick Patriots-Broncos for game of the week. Not that you would. And you can't pick any of the Monday triple header games. And the only game of the slate that you can't pick for the the early and late window is Cowboys-Dolphins. The rest is up for grabs. So we have like two games to pick from, basically. Um. <laughs> so you can't pick well, Cowboys, Dolphins. You can't pick Patriots, Broncos. But and same with Monday and th- and Thursday and Saturday. But you can you can pick anything else on Sunday. And we're not doing and we're not doing lines because it's way too freaking early to do lines. It's actually dumb to do lines right after Monday Night Football. So we're not doing it. Okay, so none of the Saturday ones. Okay. Um. Well. Um. I can't believe I'm saying this, but <laughs> but uh, give me. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, for Sunday, I will take, uh, Jags, Bucks, Battle of Florida, Battle of, uh, Florida, yeah. Did you say Miami, Dallas is one we could not take? Yeah, Miami, Miami, Dallas, you can't take. Damn it. That's um, the only one, that's the only one I'm omitting from. That's fine. Because that one's a little too obvious as well. Jack, yeah, Jacksonville Fox. And, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, Houston, Cleveland, probably. Houston, Cleveland? Yeah. What if. This should be a competitive game. 
what if it's what if it's Flacco versus Keenum? Great. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, well, what else am I gonna pick? Green Bay, Carolina, Jordan Love versus Bryce Young. Oh, oh Lord. Washington, uh, New York, Sam Howell versus Zach Wilson. No, Trevor Simeon, actually. Oh, oh my God. God. Even worse. Um, Brandon, what do you have? What are the two you're taking? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is, he get, is he get a straw back or not? Or is his head still uh, about to pop? Uh, his head's about to pop as of now. As of Monday. We're recording this on Monday after the game. So as of now. Obviously that could change as the week goes on. But he's still in the protocol as of now. And apparently Trevor Simeon is starting on Sunday from what I've heard. But I could be 100% wrong. That's Pop Cookie's game of the week right there. The the Santa Claus edition of Pop Cookie's game of the week. What Pop Cookies are you giving Santa Claus that's coming up? Oh my god. I mean like... But like, if I would assume CJ Stroud plays that game, uh, it's looking no. unlikely as of now. The dude's still in protocol mm, and it's Monday. Oh my god! I mean, if CJ Stroud plays that damn game, then Browns Texans is probably my number one. If not, if not, oh wait, we can't we can't pick Jags Bucks, can we? Yeah, we can. We can. We can. Right? Oh, that's, that's on it. Oh damn it! Yeah, because we can't pick anything else, really. Because <laughs> uh, everything else was prime time, so it's only the one. It's basically only the one o'clock window or the four or five. Or the, it's the one o'clock window or the the late window minus Cowboys Dolphins. Yeah, that's all so, that's available. And you know damn well I'm not picking Cardinals Bears. Jesus. <laughs> um, I mean, if Jesus, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Oh, happy Christmas Eve, guys. This is your slate. Oh, God. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, oh, it's just barf. Um, yeah, my, yeah, my two are just easily, easily, uh, Jags, Bucks, and I mean, I don't see your start has to play, but I mean, because other than that, I don't know what to pick. So if CJ Stroud's playing my second game with Texans Browns. Uh, I'm gonna keep Texans Browns out of my list just because I don't think he'll play. But I'll take Jags Bucks and I'll take Colts Falcons, actually. Just because yeah. that oh, division yeah. is that division is really weird. Both of their playoff li- lives are kinda on the line there. Um how much how much would you pay to go to the Panthers game on Sunday? That's your, that's the game. I, I hope they pay me. <laughs> they don't want to pay yeah, me. Yeah, for real. Um, all right. What what pot cookies are you leaving for Santa? How do we get Santa high on Christmas Eve? <laughs> Washington, well, New York. Oh, Washington, man. Washington, New York is Shane's pick. Tommy's Jets. God. <laughs> Jesus. No. Uh, damn. I mean, yeah, you could easily. I mean, I think we should all easily pick that game. But oh my god, because my god, that is so. That's gonna be real. That's gonna be. That's just. <laughs> or Cardinals Bears, but 
<laughs> that's just so not good. And then, my God. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say Cardinals-Bears. Um, Cardinals-Bears has to be the one. Oh, my God. Nick Mullins is, I believe, starting. Yeah, he is. Nick Mullins is starting next week for the Vikings. That They just announced that. Yeah, that's depressing. Uh, so that, and that doesn't mean the game is necessarily going to be bad. Yeah, I'm taking Patriots-Broncos. Why is this a national TV game? Like, I, I don't want, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. It's Christmas Eve. I'm not going to watch it. It's like the only NFL game this year I actually refuse to turn on. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, Chris, Christmas Day, I hope, in Philadelphia. I hope every fan that stadium throws snowballs at the team. <laughs> hope every single one of them does. Is it going to snow in Philly? If I were... No, but make them. Get a, get a nice machine and, cra- and start crafting snowballs and bring them in your cooler to go tailgate to Philly on, <laughs> it's... on Christmas. I was going to say, it's it's Philly. They'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, knowing, knowing the, 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 the here's the thing: the ingenuity in Philadelphia is something that I've never seen out of any other fan base Minus in football. Buffalo. Minus so, Buffalo, Buffalo is also on that list. Oh well, yeah, no, if if yeah, if if I mean, it's not gonna happen it's this close. season, but if it's not gonna happen this season, but if somewhere down the line we get in the Eagles Bills Super Bowl, I mean, we, I mean, the joke is that you know, you know, you guys, you've guys seen the joke that you know, the infrastructure couldn't handle it. No, it, it's like it's not a joke. That's legit. The infrastructure of the United States would not be able to handle it. There's no way. There's no. There's no physical possibility. Like between the broken tables, lighting stuff on fire, eating horse poop off the streets, climbing grease uh, light poles, uh, dancing on top of cop cars, like. It's gonna look like that's gonna look like the, the the end of the Joker. Like, I was just gonna like, say, <laughs> literally the entire the entire United States is gonna descend into anarchy and chaos. Uh, just a PSA for all you NFL fans uh, in terms of the the TV schedules actually changed significantly next week. So obviously we have Thursday on Prime, Saturday we have Bengals Steelers. On NBC at 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern. And then at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, only on Peacock, we have Bill's Chargers. So that, I don't know how I feel about those games, but there we go. And then Sunday Night Football is called the Holiday Showdown. It's Patriots-Broncos only on NFL Network, so not NBC, NFL Network. <laughs> and then the Monday games, Raiders-Chiefs. Is Quite on a showdown C- that is. Yeah, what a great holiday showdown that is. Um... Raiders Chiefs is on CBS, and there's also the Nick Miss broadcast on Nickelodeon for Raiders Chiefs. So keep that in mind if you're interested in that, which I'll be watching that game Hell on Nickelodeon. Yeah. You know the, the Super Bowl is going to be broadcasted on Nickelodeon too this year? I will not be watching That's that. awesome. I will not be watching the Super Bowl no, on Nickelodeon, but... but that is cool. Um, Giants-Eagles on Fox, and then Ravens-Niners Monday Night Football only on ABC. ABC and ESPN Plus. So not ESPN, not ESPN2, no Manning cast on Interesting. A- a- ABC only and ESPN Plus. And I and you know, I believe that's because of the college football bowl games. I presume that's why. I think that is why. Anyway, um so just keep that in mind ABC mm. only uh for Monday night football um on Christmas 
day. Actually, you know why it's only on ABC. I just remembered why. ESPN is doing uh, NBA games on there. So, yeah, that makes, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's actually why, because ESPN is doing all the NBA games. So, yeah, ABC only for the best game of the week, Ravens, Niners, and ESPN Plus, of course, for those of you who are subscribed to ESPN Plus. Um, so that's Not a, me. That's, I, I, I am subscribed to it, but I'm probably going to get rid of it soon, to be fair. Um, I am. I am next year, so. Yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not, we do have a Peacock wildcard game this year, uh, PSA. So just keep that in mind. You'll probably have to get Peacock for a wildcard game this year. Anyway. Um, That's stupid. I know. Uh, uh, did, did we finish Brokeback Mountain guys? Did we all finish it? I sure can't believe that was, the, that was the highlight of my weekend. Oh, did you, so that was Shit. the highlight of your weekend. <laughs> Uh, okay, good. Uh, we all finished it. Uh, Shane, go ahead and explain why you picked Broke Back Mountain, um, which I believe came out in 05 um, for our movie. This Something week. like that. Yeah, 05. For yeah, Mountain. you know. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've always... <laughs> so kind of a funny kind of a funny story with this movie um when i first saw it i was 17 i think and i did not know what it was about at all i just kept hearing from so many people that it was great and that i needed to watch it i was like okay so i had no idea that it was like a you know, kind of this love story and whatever. I just started watching it, and I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of modern western, whatever. And then, um, the reason I say that is because, you know, when it did become this love story, it felt totally natural, because I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to build to that and whatever, you know, like you're just waiting for it to happen. No, it just happened so organically. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, you know, and uh, I think I, just, I really I mean, there's, well, <laughs> there's a lot of things I like about this movie. Um, but I think I think the setting is uh, extra good for this film and the type of story that it is. You know, last week we watched Lost in Translation, and that is, you know, that that's another sort of, you know, love story movie where the location greatly benefits the story, and that's the case here as well. Very different reasons than that movie, but, um, you know, just these, it's just two guys who are ranchers in Wyoming and, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I just think it's a, uh, it's a story that is very important because, um, you know, this type of thing is very real and, you know, where people, 
would be in a same-sex relationship, uh, but ha- would have to hide it. And, you know, they would go on and live, quote-unquote, normal lives with, you know, spouses of the opposite gender and kids and whatnot. But when in reality, they really felt this other way and they couldn't really tell people because they would be, you know, God only knows what, and we find out what at the end of this movie, um, which was very sad, but, um, yeah. And I think, as I said yesterday, I love the soundtrack. Um, I love the the setting. It's just gorgeous. And uh, the cast is all incredible. Um, I believe Heath Ledger was nominated for an Oscar. I uh, didn't win, but... Um, but uh, Also, can I just mention something? Yeah. Can I just mention something important? You, you can. Uh, this guy was the Joker. He did this wrong. Yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> right. weird. And I know. Jake Gyllenhaal was fucking Mysterio. Like it's weird. Anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal looks a lot younger in Every... this film. But continue, Shane. He does. I know. Every, everything. Every movie you see Heath Ledger in, he is something entirely different. I mean, he is. Uh... Of course, he looks the same in most of his roles, but. As far as the personality he's portraying, he is unrecognizable from movie to movie. Um, yeah, I mean, he was... I think if he was still with us today, he'd be one of the one of the top actors in the industry. Um, and uh, it is kind of... I do think about sometimes, like, you know, what are these iconic characters and roles we've had in movies in the last 15 years you know it's like which one of these would have been him i don't know it's kind of interesting to to think about but uh um yeah another great movie from him of course so yeah i think you know i wanted to I want us to watch it just because I, I enjoy it so much, but it's also just such a, I think it's a very important story to tell just because it's very, it is very real. Um, you know, not as much these days, but certainly was here in America up until, you know, 15, 20 years ago, probably. So, uh, yeah, but what did you guys think? Uh, Brandon, go ahead. I mean, I say it was the highlight of my weekend because have, between having no faith in the Eagles and watching terrible uh, early window football yesterday, that was the highlight of my weekend. Um, <laughs> but this this movie, it's funny because for a long time, you know, I avoided it. It's just not the kind of movie I would watch, but. You know, and it's 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 for a you know it's crazy because it, it's it's become such a big movie, but it's funny because movies that fall usually under this like category of, you know, like LGBTQ stuff usually they get to be niche, like nobody talks about it except for that community. This is like the the one movie where 
everybody knows what it is. And everybody, it was, it was like, it was a massive, massive, like mainstream movie. Um, so, I mean, they, I mean, it's deservedly so. I mean, this, this movie got awards. I mean, the, the acting, it's crazy because I read somewhere after the movie, I went back and kind of looked up some things about it. And both, both, uh, Jake Joan Hall and Heath Ledger said that they were, that like at, at points they were uncomfortable doing their scenes together. But that they were just true, true professionals. So they said so they 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 gritted it out. So I'm like, like if that's a gritty performance and they act that out so well, like that's that's just even more impressive. Um, you know, that's that really takes guts to do it. That, you know, to do what they did. Um, because and also because when you have these kind of movies, it's usually people who are you know gay or of the of that orientation. So it's it's. It's interesting to see two straight actors um, do something like this, and I think that's what that's what makes this movie so important too. Is that you know you kind of have two guys playing you know far off of what they're what they're kind of not typecast, but what they've kind of played up to that point in their careers, um, and also what we know them as now. And I mean, it also can't be understated. Michelle Williams was great in this movie too. So is um, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. What a great cast. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the cast makes that movie phenomenal. Um it's between the cast, the location, the the emotion because it's so well cast. The um, time period, 63, yeah, 70s were yeah, unaccepted. And, yeah. Yeah. And going all the way up to the early eighties. So, you know, it's and it's you know, it, it's Everything about this movie—it's—it's it's funny too because this is also a movie too where it's like, if you walk away, you cannot walk away from this movie for more than like I'd say two minutes. If you walk away from this movie for two minutes, you won't know what happened. So yeah, you gotta sit there and, and, and just—that—that's exactly what I do. I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and watch the whole thing in one shot. And after thirty minutes, you know, I was like, bro, I'm gonna just get it done. Yeah, and and because most modern movies, when you have you know, when you have a story that's, you know, skips a few years or whatever it is, they always tell you what year it is. This one only told you the very first year and that was 63. 63. And then after that, you had to, and then you had to piece it together over the, between, here's the thing, what gave it away, of course, the passage of time was A, the characters getting older, yes, but, you know, was kind of seeing, because in some scenes, the you know, the, the two leads, you know, they weren't getting older, but but their kids were. So it was like, it was kind of, and that's another interesting part of it too, is that you don't is that they keep the the sexuality of the two leads ambiguous. So, you know, everybody calls it you know the gay cowboy movie, but you know, and that, and that's what it will always be known as, you know, for for better or for worse, whatever it is. You know, if we want to make jokes about it, if you don't, whatever. But I mean, it's it when and, and that's what I used to think of it as. And when I watched, it, I'm like, this is actually a really well done movie. And I, I was, yeah. I was, I was really surprised at how well, how well it was done. I just thought it was, you know, and it's, it's crazy because these, these were career highlights for these two actors. And it's funny because when you look at their careers between both Jill and Hall and Ledger, they've done so many memorable movies and so many memorable characters and things like that. But it's like this is the one for some reason that everybody always is just like, you know, well they, they associate Heath Ledger with the Joker, but like Heath Ledger also did Knight's Tale. That was funny. Um. You know he's done other other things, 
Uh, what is it? He also did like the book, like Ten Things I Hate About You or something like that. Um, that was pretty good. But like, you know, it's it's interesting because it's like, but they both, but what they both do so well too. I mean, this is just a testament. I mean, it's just how well they act. But you know, they they brought a little bit of like the characters that they've done before into this movie in terms of like you know masculinity and and you know being strong men but then also having that that more intimate bond with each other where it seems kind of awkward and they're going they're going kind of against the characters that they've played so it's 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 really good that this movie like not just for for the whole community that it represents like it's not just good for that but it's just a great like modern classic movie and it's 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 not your typical you know i mean you can think i guess you could consider it a western it's not but i guess you could consider it a western um for the first 30 minutes yeah pretty much but yeah but anyways uh, yeah and even then it's still western because look at the scenery you know after the first 30 minutes it's still set in that kind of area so it is still kind of a western but it's just it's so interesting that that a movie like this, especially remember, you know, we always say like you know, modern era, it's a modern classic. But even in two thousand and five, this stuff was considered taboo. Yeah, this felt like a nineties oh, movie like- to me too. This felt like a nineties movie to me too, through and through. Uh, yeah, and that was intentional. So, but like, yeah, yeah. But just like it's, it like there, I don't have a single knock on this. You know, I mean. The only knock I have on it is just that it's not my kind of movie, but you know, but um, because to me, I like when things have more kind of I like drama movies, I like stuff like that, but you know, usually it's it's just weird when I see kind of western-ish movies, and there's like there was action in this to a certain degree, it's like you know one or two scenes, but I like I don't know, I'm just an action guy, I'm an action horror movie like kind of guy. It's just always I've always been, but um. But this movie, it's weird, you know. That's the only that's the only knock I have on it is that it's not my kind of movie. Other than that, this movie is like per- this movie is almost perfect. That movie, honestly, it it I it's getting I it's, would, it continues to get harder. This one's gonna be really. This one's gonna be even <laughs> harder to rank than last week. Oh, because because this one like last week was so good, and that's why I gave it a nine and a half out of ten. I almost have to give this one the same rating because I mean, no movie's perfect, so there's never gonna be a ten out of ten. But this one is right there next to it. I like a nine and a half. It has to be for me. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, for me, this is definitely the most important movie we've done, and I I have made my selection now for for my movie in the playoffs, and it, and it's gonna be Booksmart. Uh, because after watching this movie, it made me think a lot about Booksmart because it's gonna give us not a perfect comparison of how LGBTQ is done in film, you know, as the eras have gone on, but at least it can give us some sort of comparison. So when I, when we get to my film pick, we will end up doing book smart. Um, absolutely. Without a question, without a doubt. Um, this, I was, I, uh, part of the reason I was also looking forward to this is I, I really wanted us to do an LGBTQ movie just because even as a straight male, I value that community a lot. I have a lot of people that I'm friends with that are in that community. Um, I've been around a lot of people in that community uh, throughout my life. Uh, but also, it's it's just 
it's a community that to me or or i guess a genre of film if you will that is always just so fascinating to me with how it's approached with how it's done and another the the example that i go back to where this film reminded me of um was the power of the dog that's kind of set in sort of the similar idea ideals a little bit but i remember when i watched it and it's not a movie i'll ever select for us to watch uh just because i don't think it's very good shane you you agreed with me with that that i don't think the pirate dog is garbage it's it's not a good movie at all um and part of the reason it's not a good movie for me especially it's that it it doesn't it focuses on these things you know lgbtq uh male empowerment whatever or whatever masculinity i guess would be the way to put it it focuses on i guess similar things just in a much worse way than this movie like dramatically worse in the fact that i couldn't even understand those aspects of the film at all until after the film was over but regardless of that this is 100 percent. i think the most important movie we've ever done but just like you brandon i think the thing that i really enjoyed about this movie um is the fact that it felt so seamless is the fact that I think mm-hmm. p- people who are homophobic, especially in the South, I, I, I look at this movie and say like, the thing that I love about this movie is like, I almost feel like, and, and again, I, I'm not, I can't speak for anybody uh, about this. Definitely not our group here. Uh, but I think if you are homophobic, this movie does a good job of making you realize how normal this stuff is and how it shouldn't be viewed as taboo. I think this movie does a great job of, of that in particular, of just showing like, hey, this is a normal thing that happens. And it's happened for years. And we just haven't, you know, talked about it as much as we do now. And, and thankfully, we talk about it um, the way we do now. And then there's still more work to do there for sure. But I like even as a straight male who respects the community and has a lot of people in that community and a lot of love for it. I just loved this movie because of that, uh, because it's just, it does such a great job of, um, of embracing it, of not pulling any punches with it, I guess would be the right, not exactly the right word, but like part of the dog felt like it was trying to lean into it, but also trying not to like backing away from it. This movie leans into it a hundred percent. And it does so in the most perfect way possible. Uh, this is, I think, this is the only movie we've done also that is preserved in the in uh, the U.S. Congress. Uh, it's one of the, it's one of, it's in that like film preservation in the U.S. Congress. It got put in there in 2018, uh, and I think uh, absolutely well deserved. Uh, th- yeah, this film's phenomenal. This film, to me, I think is a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, and I and I'm ex- I'm, and now it, it made me 100% p- pick Booksmart um, just because I think it, it's going to be an, it, obviously it's a very different movie, remarkably different, but at least it's going to give us an idea of how this genre of film is is being sort of like modernized a little bit more. So I'm excited for us to do that um, down in the playoffs when we get to it. But yeah, for me, th- this film's incredible. And not to, and and to finish off that piece too, this film's not just a great LGBTQ movie. This film is just a great film regardless. 
uh, of that. It's a, it's phenomenally well done. Ang Lee did a great job with this. Uh, the actors did a great job with it. I'm really proud of. And also, speaking of that, I'm really proud of all the actors for deciding. Yeah, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do it 100 uh, percent, and make it just not a great LGBTQ film. Uh, not just that, I should say, but also just a great film overall. Um, it's 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 a, it's a fantastic film, uh, and it's in it's done well in every facet it's it's fantastic yep yeah and the, and this was my because i always rewatch the movies the week that we do them yeah uh, so this was my third watch and uh yeah it still is you know it's it still hits <laughs> every time you know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's yeah. a phenomenal movie. It's really good. It's, yep. it's probably one of the only ones that we are going to be like coming in here and going, yeah, the film, the film's phenomenal. Go watch it. Because that, that's kind of what how I feel about this movie. It's like, it's like, I don't know really what to say about it other than, yeah, go watch it. And I know for us kind of Gen Z people, this movie is very memed and kind of very hated on from at least the people I'm around or some people I'm around, uh, not for the LGBTQ reason. No. It's just, it's just really memed. Just ignore all that and watch the film. <laughs> um, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's a great film and it deserves the respect that uh, we're giving it. Uh, and that's, that's honestly, I'm, I'm sorry guys. I, yeah. I think that's all we can say. The, the film is just phenomenal. One. And I mean, yeah, another reason I've, wanted to do it as well is because it's like there are while it is memed or whatever I, and it is very well known uh, probably because of that somewhat um, you know whenever I talk about this movie with people no one has ever seen it who I talk to yeah well, Brandon um, this is your first watch as well as myself correct yeah it's my first one yeah yeah same here but like any age, you know, older people, um, you know, the people that were our age when it came out. I mean, what, you know, any, no one, it's like, really? What, how, you know, anyways. So I was just like, well, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's get on it here. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been, and I've been bugging Robert to watch this movie for like probably I don't know what three years now. Yeah, so we uh, finally got it done for uh, <laughs> for the show, and that's part of the purpose of of this is for us to get into you know new films that we haven't seen. This one I think more yeah. than any one guys is is one that I think if you haven't seen it because we haven't really done quote unquote spoilers here. If you're listening to this, I go watch it. <laughs> I think I think it's yeah, just go see it. Uh, absolutely take right. the time to see it. Um, uh, Shane, what's our Christmas movie next week? What, what What's kind of on your list for, for Christmas movies? Give like, me something where I can be absolutely delirious and not have to think about the Easter season. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's the goal. Um, let's see. Well, okay. I had... I had a few in mind. Um... Yeah, I was thinking of a uh, 
Probably a Hallmark movie. No I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> um, please God, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm, jo- I'm joking, Kool-Aid, Robert. Yes. Yeah. No, I. Well, let me let me see what you guys think. So, some of the ones that I, I mean, the first ones that come to my mind are like. Elf or Christmas Vacation, or whatever. But I mean, those are, you know, everybody's seen those a million times over. So there's not, that's not like a a novel idea by any means. Yeah, it's it's like kind of pick one that we can have a conversation about. Kind of is always our goal. So right. Um, I don't have you guys ever seen. It's a wonderful life. Yes. Brandon. Like that. Oh wow. Hold on. I I'm respond <laughs> I'm responding to everybody telling me what the hell happened tonight. Uh, um, it's a wonderful life. Yes, I've seen it and I Yeah, honestly, I've I, seen it. I honestly would would say no to that one just cuz I think I think that one is also a lot of people have seen it a bunch. It's kind of like a yearly yeah. movie that's always on like amc or whatever i probably would skip that i love that movie it's an absolute amazing yeah, film. they have a marathon they literally have they a do marathon a marathon every year. every year same with uh same with uh what is it same with what is it called the christmas story same thing it's just it's a it's a marathon movie so i would probably skip both of those So what are we doing? We we thinking Grinch? <laughs> uh, we Grinch is Grinch on your list, Shane. What do you? Wait, this is. Oh, don't tell again. me you cut out again. No, not come again. on, we're so close to the end, man. Wait, 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 we're so close we, to the end. We need the movie, man. There we go. This is this is the issue with Christmas movies: is everybody has seen every one of them. <laughs> I mean, like, it, oh, it's, no, well, uh, well, yeah, but Rob, Rob said he hasn't seen The Grinch. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. I am not. Oh, okay. Well, is, yeah, that, all right. Is that I, I, easy wait. for you or? Well, that's easier, yes. But have you have you seen the original cartoon from the 60s? No. Should I watch that first and then do Jim Carrey's? Because I could do that. I would. Too. Robert, have you not lived? That is <laughs> the man. Has that is a, that is a Christmas show classic. Okay, so um, what you're saying is just do both. If we pick on that, do do both of them because I can do that. It's a Christmas movie. I mean, I'll do it. Um. Yes. Well, it's only like half an hour. Yeah. Um. Uh, another one that I, another one that I thought of just because. It's one of the first like animated motion capture movies. It's Polar Express. Um, yes, it's a classic. But but I also think that movie's kind of weird, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys, I know, that, that's just seen, that's the issue. Have you guys seen planes, Good. trains, and automobiles? Yeah. Okay. 
But also, um, my problem with with uh, planes, trains, and automobiles is it's a Thanksgiving movie. It's not a Christmas movie, in my humble opinion. I think it's a Thanksgiving no. movie. Yeah. Um. You yeah, that? Well, then, yeah the the Grinch might. Well, the might be it. What were you What were you gonna say, Brandon? Oh, I was gonna say the Grinch is so good though. Like, oh, yes. the 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 original the original is meant to be heartwarming. Jim Carrey's Grinch is just insanity from start to finish, and it's I'm here for it. Wait, so what are like, you guys saying? Like, are, in a good way. Are you guys saying that we would have an amazing conversation with that movie, especially if I watched it? I, I definitely think we could. <laughs> that movie is so like. Oh yeah. That movie, Jim Carrey, is so ridiculous in that movie. Oh lord. Um. Oh yeah, I also I also want you to focus on now now Shane don't spoil this. I want you to focus on how Jim Carrey talks in that movie because uh, okay. So are we Shane? Are we going for it then? I think we should if we're gonna have a good conversation yeah. doing it, and I'm yeah, sure. it, Let's do it. Why not? Yeah, I want you to focus on how Jim Carrey talks in that movie though, because his voice is gonna be instantly reminiscent of somebody that you should know. Okay. So, but my God, it's it's one of the things. It's one of the things. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Shane. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, um, but when it comes to that movie, though, you're gonna you're either gonna gonna end it being like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> or, or you're going to just laugh your ass off and be like, "Yep, I can see why this is considered like um." a Christmas classic in the modern age because technically it actually is. They do show it a lot. So Yeah, I can probably find you know. it on TV this week for the podcast. Um, Yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's so worth it. It's yeah. the, the movie is so quotable too. Every single quote, and anytime Jim Carrey speaks in that movie, it's just a quote. It's such a good quote. Like, but watch, yes. But watch the, watch the cartoon from the 60s first. Because oh, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, absolutely. That, I think part of what makes that, it yeah. part of what makes it interesting is how you went from you know a thirty minute cartoon to a two hour movie. Yeah, I'll definitely give you guys that experience then. So I'll absolutely add that to my list for this assignment. I think you guys have seen the sixties cartoon, so you guys can just do Jim Carrey's version. But for me, I'll make sure I've seen it dozens of times. <clears throat> I'll, I'll still I'll still watch it again and again and again and again. I don't care. I, I could watch that movie oh, every yeah. day I die. It doesn't matter. That movie is probably it's not just my favorite. It's probably not, it's not just my favorite Christmas movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever. What? How, I can't wait because for of, this. Because of because of how ridiculous it is to be a Christmas movie and just how Jim Carrey is just full balls to the wall insane in it. So it's like trust me, you're you're gonna leave that movie. Both quoting him, because like I said, every time he speaks in that movie, it's just a hell of it's a banger of a quote. <laughs> or, or like the, the and it's funny. Uh, also, when you watch that movie, one of the people in that movie, I won't say who, but one of the people in that movie has now become a successful rock star. So what the hell, what? Okay. Um, okay. but I want to. I want to see if you look it up and you and you tell us on Monday or tell me. I don't know. I don't, I don't, Shane, do you even know who I'm talking about? Uh, no. All right. So yeah, pull, pull. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, that's a, that's a good little bit of trivia 
that for, I'm gonna see if, for Monday for next Monday. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I mean it should be pretty easy, but I'm gonna see if you guys can figure out if any of those actors have become successful rock stars uh, in today's modern modern era. So. So yeah, that that's gonna be exciting. Th- this is this is the most excited Brandon's been about a movie that we've done this year. Because it, because <laughs> th- because my sanity after tonight is gone. So you know what goes perfectly with insanity? More insanity, and that is what the great Jim Carrey is. It is pure insanity, and I'm here for it because my God, the only thing that can stop me from crying is laughing. But you know what? This is my cure. This is my cure for me for this season for tonight. And then, because I'm gonna be so happy to watch that game, I'm ho- uh, you know hopefully the Eagles do beat Tommy DeVito, even though I don't see it um, happening. Because uh, Wandell Robinson about to go for 203 TDs on on James Bradbury. Um, but uh, you know, so hopefully we get the win, and then I can, I can also just sit down and be like, I love this movie. I'll watch it again. I'll watch it. I'll watch it two times on Christmas if that makes it even better for the pod. Um. But, and then that way, it'll soften the blow when I have to deliver my uh, 10 reasons. You know what? I won't, put it this way. I'll make the punishment even better. I won't, I will not give you 10 reasons Dallas is better. I'll give you 15 of them. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I will somehow come up with 15 ways the, that the Cowboys are better, either this season or through their entire history. I will come up with you 15 to, reasons. So you have to do 15 reasons, but you have to do them in order, right? You have to like have a specific order for them too that works yeah i can i can i can start from all the way from the beginning all the way to present day oh that's gonna pain that's gonna give you so much pain next week nothing but listen nothing listen honestly that might not even give me pain because there's there's no more pain you can inflict on me than what i've felt in the past three weeks There, there there's no way there's no way it's it's done. The, the pain the pain has, has just become it's not even become numbness. What 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 is another way to describe being so numb at this point that nothing else can just penetrate or bother you or pe- penetrate your being or bother dead. you? Depression. Oh my! You know what? might you know what? I might just be dead inside. It's football depression, is what it is. Oh, well, like forget 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 seasonal. This is seasonal on top of football depression on top of being dead inside on top of just expecting misery. Like there's nothing at this point that can hurt me anymore. So we'll give you some laughs with Jim Carrey's Grinch. Um, but uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you, Shane, to you, Brandon. We'll, you guys get the week off and uh, we'll see you all on Christmas night, Christmas day night after Niners and Ravens. Sounds good. Yep. That sounds pretty good. All right. Take care, everyone. Take Take care. care, buddy.